Hi everyone, welcome back to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Idol Talk Pod, and feel free to send us any feedback um, at our email, idletalkpod at gmail.com. Um, this is Nathan, I'm with Casey. Hi. And Chris. Hi. And we have Ashley. Annyeonghaseyo. <laughs> so it's been a while since we last uh since we since we were last recording since we've been a little bit busy but um um so what's been exciting in the k-pop world for you all what about what about casey what do you got um lost my life to the bts world game it's weird <laughs> i will say it's weird it's weird and it's emo and it's kind of like written by a 14 year old that wishes she could bump into <laughs> bts on the street it's it's got that vibe i don't know Ew. if it's just the translation or what but it's kind of weird like that nevertheless there's a lot of great content in here like videos pictures so wait so is it like a phone app i'm in or yeah it? it's like yeah, an it's... app and it's just like a bunch of reading you read you tap to continue the story you le- you get like, these like little cards like photo cards uh-huh, and you uh-huh. level them up like it's just like that you level the level the boys up yeah you get like so like like player playing cards <laughs> yeah they're like trading cards so like yeah trading like cards pokemon pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah except bts oh, and so you're yes, like it is Yu-Gi-Oh. leveling them up <laughs> to pass these stupid oh sorry not stupid they're these past these stages right and if your card is not high enough you can't pass the stage so yeah. tell me why i've been on chapter three for the longest time because i can't Dude, pass this stupid <laughs> stage how do you so level up I'm the card like, you have, you have to just to play it, like, the level over and over. Uh-huh. And, like, get these, like, weird flower things. And so then, like, yeah. each flower thing can, like, level up your card a certain amount. So it's, like, and you a need wings game? to play a level. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of, like, different mini games within the game. It's really, mm-hmm. it's a lot of tapping. Is so don't like, play this game uh, if you don't like to tap. Is it like a bubble, like a pop bubble thing? Or like, what are the games? No, it's just like, no. you just have to You're like read tapping. stuff. You're reading. To go next. Oh. You tap to, yeah, go, to go next, next and to read. Uh-huh. Oh, so it's like a quiz. No. <laughs> no. It's I was hard. just going to say, <laughs> literally, it looks do you like know Bacon what is really is? out here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Just know that it, it, no. I'm busy with it. It's re- it has really cute storylines and really cute videos. Like I, the guys like yeah. actually recorded these videos off to the sides, and like it, their their videos kind of goes along with the story that you're following along. So it's kind of cute acting. because like. Yeah, like Yoongi is supposed to be like 2013 Yoongi, right? But he has his gray hair, his silver gray hair. And so he's still trying to act like 2013 Yoongi. And it's the funniest thing in the world. Um, Jungkook made yeah, me cry. They're... Jungkook made me cry on the app. Good lord. Yes. Is it just because when he, when he was like 
practicing his, his voice too much and lost his voice. Oh, yeah, he was <laughs> doubting himself as a main vocalist. That made yes, me cry. Yes, he was doubting. I felt it. I felt it in my heart. Yeah, it's pretty good. I need emo. a J-Hope birthday video. I hope they include that in the J-Hope version. <laughs> Anyways, y'all saw that, right? <laughs> well, and here's what I was... Yes. <laughs> oh, here's what I was confused about. Because when they were promoting this app, they were making it seem like you were the specific manager for whichever member you want, you like got, right? Yeah. You wanted or got on that little quiz. But that's not the case at all. You're Mm-mm. the manager for all seven of them. And oh, you're you their the manager, manager for all seven. While yeah, while you're trying yeah. to debut, or while they're trying to debut. So you're, like, taking yeah. along, like, you're signing each one of them. And so, I mean, it's kind of cool because you get to see the whole story, but it's just a big tap game. So does this game have your endorsement, Casey? <laughs> yes. I give you it an A+. plus. to our audience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you have no life. <laughs> yes, if <laughs> yes, if you're not a full time worker like we all are. Yes. Yeah, because I'm playing it at my full time job in my cubicle, like hiding my phone. Because they'll they'll have a pop up like manager, your your assignment is done or something. It's it's dumb. Just anyway, besides the so, BTS World Game that I've lost my soul to, I've had <laughs> BTS's new song Lights on repeat. Have y'all nice. listened? I haven't listened to it yet. It's a Japanese release, right? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yeah, it, yeah, it is. It is. It is. I just it's listened good. to it on my car ride home right now. It's really good. The message is nice. It felt like a goodbye to me, but Ooh. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I took it to mean more as like the members are my light and they were like, that's why I kept saying it felt like a goodbye because it felt like they were saying goodbye to each other or something because they were like looking at a video in the music video they were like looking at a video of each other and like smiling so i was like <gasps> are they reminiscing but i love it it's great i'm actually it's I'm my really new looking fave. forward to is it is it what kind of well, like what genre of song is it um i couldn't tell you j-hope sings Ooh, i like that anyways I'll say I was really excited about the Red Velvet release, as you guys know. Um, mm. I have only a couple words. Zim zalabim, zim zim zalabim, zim zim zalabim, zim zim. Stop! Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, okay, when I heard the title, I saw that the title track was going to be that. I was like, oh gosh, here they go again. Um, Super polarizing track, so it seems. And I mean, it definitely seemed to be it. But I think, I mean, I think that they were the number, the first girl group not to make comparisons to any of the other ones, but the first girl group to achieve a number one album on the U.S. chart, I think. Or is it the world album chart? I can't remember, but it was something. Um, and I was like, that's great, you know? Mm. Good good for them. Um, I thought the, I thought them. the song um, was... 
reminiscent of a mixture of Happiness, which was their debut track, and Rookie, which was a little bit of a later release, but it was also super polarizing because I think the I think Koreans really liked it because it was a little bit more like Ikkyo, Bubblegum yeah. Poppy, mm. and um, uh, the Western audience didn't really like it so much. Like Western audience likes more like Bad Boy, Peekaboo type. I think I mm-hmm. do too, but yeah. yeah. Did you did you guys catch it at all? Um, yeah, I did. With it, but I don't know if you actually guys watched it. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the whole album when it came out, and I also watched the music video. And the first, my first listen, I think I texted you guys like, "Wow, this song <laughs> is fucking terrible." <laughs> 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 and I listened to it a couple more times, trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But every time, it just got worse and worse. And now that we're, like, <laughs> two weeks in, it's, like, tolerable. But it's still pretty bad. You know what? I mean, that at, is red velvet for you. In my first listen, <clears throat> yeah. in my first listen, I liked the Zim Zalabim part. That was my favorite part of the whole song. That was tolerable for me. <laughs> I feel like that part is I, the I weirdest tolerable. part. And in the music video, they have this dance move where they're in, like, a sumo squat position, and they have their hands in prayer <laughs> position, and they're, like, snaking their body, like, zim, zim, and, like, going back and forth, left and right, and it's fucking freaky. Like, it's freaky. We will not have any zim, zalabim slander. I love them because I love them. They could probably, like, produce trash, and I would still buy from them. But uh, mm-hmm. I can see. I get it. I get it. I get it. Sunny Side Up is a good B track. Yeah. Yes, that one was my favorite. I think so. This one I think is going to be a three part album. And I think so. This part is the more, you know, upbeat. It's summer. It's July. Red Velvet, Queens of the Summer, you know, Power <gasps> Up. And, July. Uh, red Flavor, <laughs> you know. So they had to come up with like a more upbeat track for us. And I think that. Um, I think in the spirit of like an amusement park, you know, the roller coaster goes down. It's going to get kind of creepy back to peekaboo vibes and bad boy vibes. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh. I'll look forward to it. All right, Chris, what, uh, what comeback did you like this month? So I really liked Somi's uh, birthday. That one was a really fun and you know just in time like you said for summer too um it was giving me Gwen Stefani. It reminded me of Gwen <laughs> Stefani, actually. You know, like Hollerback Girl, where it's like that pop sound, but she still kind of raps a little. Not not really rap, but like there's a little bit of rap in like there. But lyrical rap, like lyrical rap, like lyrical rap singing. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I just Gwen Stefani just right. pops in my head. Right. And and this was so me like you know she that lyrical rapping or whatever and then her voice was really really good like and it was so much fun and um when i looked into this song 
I saw that, you know, a lot of the background behind it was that she was like celebrating herself. And I was like, all right, I'm into that too. Let's celebrate Cute. myself right now. Um, yes. But it was a lot of fun while I was watching. And then while I was, while I was watching the music video, I got Katy Perry vibes. <laughs> like it's this like very bright, colorful, um, oh, what, like a California girls. Hmm. I see that. Like, you mm. know, very bright poppy and like so um, she's mixed right know, she's colors all around half korean and half she's canadian canadian oh, interesting interesting canadian i believe so yes interesting i thought that it was yes, really yes, interesting yes. that i mean i think it's so great that she finally got to have her have her debut as a solo mm-hmm. she had her whole kind of mm-hmm. not breakdown but breakdown with jyp i think and I always just saw mm-hmm. Somi as like a solo artist, though. I didn't really see her even like the center of a group. I don't know. After Produce, I think, you know, she she could hold her own ground, I think. So thumbs up, Chris, on that one? Yeah, it's a fun song. Very thumbs up. Very fun. You know, if you're driving to the beach or you just want to pick me up, definitely listen to that song. It'll get you in the mood. Awesome. All right. Last but not least, Miss Ashley. Um, so on July 1st, my bias in EXO, Do Kwang Su, <laughs> left for the military. Oh. He's only 96 line, and technically Wait, he's he not didn't 96 have to line. go to the military. No, I'm sorry. He's 93 line. He's 93 line, and he doesn't have to go to the military till 2021, but he went to the military two years early. And so as a goodbye gift, he released an SM Station Mm -hmm. song called It's Okay, which that's the English translation. The Korean translation is It's Okay If It's Okay, or... It's ordinary, but it's okay. Sutake, Sutogan, Kamjong, Dude, Mudio, Jin, and Kamgak, Honjebu Tonga, Iksuketa, Bodin, Mamur, Sungin, and Bokte, Oh, Nano, Titum, Ewaina, Amambogo, Talio, Gimaneton. And the song is so sweet. They even released um, a movie, I'm sorry, a music video for it. Well, MV is like abbreviation for movie. movie. And so movie. I get confused sometimes. But like, so they released a music video for it, which is a black and white animation. And the only thing that's in color is the cacti. I think there's other things in color too, like the sky, but it's basically the. Cacti. Yeah, the story is that there's this dude. It's mainly and he's black walking and white. Along and he sees a cacti on the ground, and it's a little bit wilted. So he picks it up, and takes it home, gives it a little bit of water, then waits around a little bit, and the cacti comes alive. It sits right back up, stands up straight, and then after some time, again, mm-hmm. after some sunshine and more water the cacti starts sprouting flowers and the message behind those yellow flowers right beautiful yellow flowers (laughs) the message behind the lyrics is that um the singer is doing some self-reflection he's um comparing himself to the cactus and the cactus is like um is he's strong on the outside you know with the thorns and the tough exterior but inside he's 
he may be weak, but no one would know because the exterior hides it all. And so he's looking at himself in the mirror and telling him that, telling himself like life is, will always be like, or your life will shine like a shine. What the fuck is the lyric? It says, our life will always shine like a shining star. So don't hide your feelings and live comfortably. And then he also says something like, some days are good and some days are not so Mm -hmm. good. All the emotions are natural, just as the sun and the moon rises and sets every day. So it's okay to just live in your own way. Emotions come and go, so just accept them. And if you're not in a high or a low that day, you're just in okay condition, then it's that's perfectly okay. fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I okay think that's a really good to message. be okay. Like every day doesn't have to be like the best thing ever. Exactly. Yeah. You'll have your I ups that... and you'll have your downs. And there's always so, those days that are just like normal. And that's good. So when I Yeah, when I saw the music video. I was like, this is the most Dio thing ever. Doesn't make an appearance in the actual video. Mm-hmm. And doesn't need to appear anywhere to have such a strong presence. I don't know. I just thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I think for me, and I, we, we, we've talked about this before, like one of my, one of the, one of the main reasons why Dio's, Dio is my XO, uh, D, Dio is my bias in XO is because I think he's defied a lot of norms uh, of, of idols and like a popular idol doesn't need to be just you know the crazy 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 one in the group doesn't have to be the outwardly funny one in the group but can just be like who they are and I think that we really got a good sense of like the real Dio as portrayed in you know the last seven years of, of their career, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't he, pretend yeah. to be aside from all of his else. talent, right? Yeah, aside from all of his talent. Yeah, he doesn't pretend yeah. to be anyone else but himself, and he's okay yeah. with that. Yeah. He's okay and with not being the most outward member, Becky. And I'm talking to you. That's <laughs> <laughs> so we is so we annoying, were... and I love it. <laughs> so we were saying, um. I was like, I really wish Dio had some kind of like goodbye fan meeting before he left. But I was like, like like Schumann did, right? I was like, no, mm-hmm. Dio wouldn't want that. Wouldn't want that. He doesn't want that, and he doesn't yeah. want to make uh, going to the military a big deal because it's not a big deal. Everyone right. makes it a big deal, and rightfully so sometimes because you are leaving for an extended amount of time but like this is just a normal thing that everyone does in korea all men Mm -hmm. so it's not like he's leaving migrating to another country so (laughs) in his own in his own words wouldn't you say yeah exactly so we can all relax yeah yeah i think so and um yeah he's gonna be back he's he's I think he's already lined up for like along with the gods part three. I think I was reading. What is that? Um, is that a drama? It was no. It's a movie. It's a movie. <gasps> he was in the he was in the first two parts, and I oh think that the director already lined him up for like twenty twenty one or something. 
So he has work once he gets. He out. has work once he get back. As yeah, as if he wasn't gonna get work when he got back. Yeah. True. But yeah, I thought I thought the music video was really really nice. Um, I thought the message of the song was really good. Um, I think I had read somewhere that he actually i mean why the cactus was so was was a big part of the was a big part of the music video was because he um he grew cactus cacti in his dorm did you hear about that mm, i didn't did he have so, 12 cacti or did he have eight, <laughs> nine cacti i don't know how many he we'll, had. Know, we'll know if he's an ot12 or an ot9 <laughs> so i don't know the extent to which how many cacti he had um, and I don't know if he got rid of cacti as, you know, for example, Chris left FSM, but, um, I think, <laughs> I think it did it. He like named them after like the different members. And, you know, that's, that's, that's really nice. He cares for everyone. I'm telling you very, very emotional intelligence. Like he doesn't show that he cares, but he, he really, I think, I mean, I think in large groups and when he's filming in front of the entire camera, he kind of shies away from like the bigger group but on one-on-one -on -one probably conversations he probably had really meaningful connections to his members yeah and that's why lay flew all the way from china left his his prep for his tour because he's going on tour on like he's starting july 6 or july where, where does 7. his tour start does his tour he, start in uh in china i think it's a china okay, thing yeah. i don't know cool. i think but I know he's going on tour, and he left his prep so he can say goodbye I remember. to Dio. And he only he only flew in that morning, and then right when Dio left, he had to fly back. There's even, like, fan cams of him running to his plane. No way. he was running late. Yeah, the pop the dispatch paparazzi are just, like, running alongside him at the Incheon airport. That is real. That is real right there. I know. I know. Yeah, good you know what? You know, he's it's gonna be okay. As what his thing as what his song says, right? So Yeah Dio, it's gonna be okay. We wish you well. Serve yes. well. Don't get hurt. Don't get sick. And please eat well. <laughs> you need to come back buff oh, for XOL. <laughs> we we need that. <laughs> come back any way that you want. Yeah, it's okay if you want to come back in your own way. We'll be okay with it. Yeah. Anyways, we'll be we'll be we're looking forward to um his uh dramas and his I think his one of his big goals is, you know, the dramas and the movies and um hopefully hear that hear that voice again someday. Just a disclaimer, the following information we're about to cover on the burning sun slash the following scandals in South Korea are based on our own observations and understanding of articles and translations on the events that have transpired. That being said, the following content does contain references to drug and, uh, drug and sexual abuse. If you prefer not to hear about those types of things, please stop listening and we'll talk to you in our next episode. So, all right, Casey, did you want to give us just a little background on what the hell is going on here? The YG dumpster fire, a.k.a. <laughs> the Burning Sun Scandals, <laughs> a.k.a. Burning Mocha. Um, well, okay, so so basically what's going on here is like a crazy series oh. of like events and scandals like 
involving drug use, drug buying, prostitution, human trafficking, <sighs> uh, spy cam pictures and videos, like rape, a bunch of crazy shit. And it all started in January when this guy like got he was like assaulted at Burning Sun, which is a club owned by Big Bang Sungri. And he was arrested. And then that was like the first domino, you know, that set off the chain of events. YG got involved. They said they weren't in, um, they weren't involved just because, you know, Sungri owned the club. And then next thing you know, there was, I think, like February, um, a woman was sexually assaulted at the club. Then uh, Dispatch got chats from the staff of Burning Sun where they were like talking about um, illegal stuff, I guess, because there's like a lot of shady shit happening in the club. Like they have these VVIP rooms where like really rich people can buy women like minors, not even women, they're girls and like mm -hmm. torture them and sexually assault them. And it's, it's a lot. And all of this just came out, um, through like chat logs, like, uh, big bang is big. Sorry, not big bang. Uh, Sungri's in a chat room with like these, uh, seven other guys it's like the main chat where they share like the spy cam pictures and videos mm -hmm. of like women who didn't know they were being filmed and then that investigation unearthed like all this other insane stuff there's it's honestly a very like tangled web and we'd need like seven podcast episodes to cover everything in detail but that's that's <laughs> yeah. the gist of it yeah the burning sun club was basically a cover and a front for all of Sunry's yeah. illegal actions. Dude, yeah. tax evasion, embezzlement, prostit it's the list goes on. Food Boy sanitation. When the charges came out yeah. for Sunry this past like two weeks ago, um, end of June, he was charged on I think seven or so like um, medi prostitution, meditation, uh, tax evasion, blah blah blah, whatever. And the last one, the icing on the cake, was food sanitation. <laughs> it was like they just got all of these different things and charged him for it because like why not? <laughs> Yeah, he confessed to the um, the sharing of illegal porn, the tax evasion and embezzlement and solicitation of prostitutes. But he has not like admitted to like hooking his investors up with prostitutes and sexual favors. He's also accused of destruction of evidence and the the violation of the Food and Sanitation Act. He hasn't admitted to that one yet either. <laughs> but everything else. I'm sure if those hoes were naked up in the it's club, so like, there was some food being passed around and there was some things being shared that should not have <laughs> diseases. Dude, they had, you know, those VVIP rooms I just mentioned, they had an incineration team that were like locked down, like 
held down like the secret of what they did and they would like clean the shit out of these rooms and it was like mostly blood stains that they were cleaning out of course they got oh fucking cited for Gosh. food and sanitation yeah so what was going this on in there besides just like, like sex actions like bdsn stuff yes dude they were torturing like sexual torture and stuff like it's oh, no. gross. Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is not just, like... It started out just, like, oh, sexual harassment at the club. And then, boom. Way worse. Way worse than what we could have imagined. It just goes on to show how YG, man, like, manages their artists. And, you know, just how that whole the, the culture of that company i guess you could say i mean not to say that every single person is one of, is like that but i mean obviously there's a reason why a lot of these art these scandals are coming out from this specific company mm-hmm. right I well think- yg had like and- drug tests on deck and he would like drug test the artist to cover it up he wasn't like trying to be like oh don't do it or clean he was just like i gotta know so i can help cover up your scandals like yeah dude was not a good dude yeah i yeah. read that yeah. so he went on a on a tv show and was interviewed and asked that specific question because it's pretty common knowledge that yg drug tests their employees every two months and they were like why did you why do you mm-hmm. do that and he said that after the g the G-Dragon case, I guess the one where he was holding a blunt, he instituted this, like, um, the drug Mm. test every two months as a preventative measure so that that doesn't happen again. Like, so they can catch them with drugs before the media catches them. And I guess what was was scandalous about that is the drug tests that they are using aren't um, typical Korean drug tests. They're like American drug tests, which are uh, tests for a lot more things. And... Uh, oh. Yeah. So they were like, "Why are, why oh. are you testing for all these random, not random, but like all these severe different things?" And it was because they're trying to cover it up. Well, in that, in one of the yeah. chat rooms, they share tips on how to, like, fake pass drug tests. Like they tell, like the Sungri, uh, Jung Jun Young chat room mm-hmm. thing. They're like, dye your hair and bleach it so that they can't test your hair. Yeah. Like, these guys are oh, pros wow. at covering their stuff up. Yeah. Well, I, I know that, like, acid or marijuana stays in your hair follicles and your hair, and that it could be tested through your hair. And, and I think that's how they actually do test them. And, and yeah. then for the T.O.P. case, that's how they tested T.O.P., top T.O.P. is through his hair follicle. Ah. And that's how they found they found that he had smoked marijuana from like two years ago. How Wow. Really? So even wow. if you shave off all your hair, you could still get tested from drugs you took two years ago? That's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I, I guess because you know, your technically your hair is the dead part already. Mm. It's the dead cells. Interesting. So do you guys think that 
um, any of the YG artists under the label are possibly going to suffer any like consequences after all of these scandals? Yeah, I think everyone is suffering. Like the actors, hmm. the models, the mm-hmm. singers, everyone. After um, after the BI case came out, there was this there was like public outcry in Korea, and they were they signed this petition or created a petition to to have the broadcasting stations and the radio stations boycott all YG actors and YG singers hmm. because they just felt like those singers. Uh, were associated with the company who had all of these scandalous actions and they just didn't want like the public involvement with that but like hmm. a couple so do you do you think icon icon suffers in terms of their fan base decreasing or i don't know i mean i think what i what what suffers more is just like the image of or just mm-hmm. being associated mm-hmm. with YG and that they're going to fans will have this perception of that artist that they have some secret involvement with illegal actions, you know, like, for example, mm-hmm. uh, during the Sungri case, the Burning Sun case, there was a girl who was mentioned in their Cacao Talk chat room as a girl who they wanted to introduce as um, to an investor, but they weren't able to because she was in New York. She's actually a, a YG actress. Her name is Go Jun Hee. And she's suffering because she's currently in this legal battle um, of defamation of character against 12 netizens who claim that she was the girl in the group chat when in reality she wasn't the girl at all. Like it was just the public speculating that she was the girl and it affected all oh, of wow. her, all of her work. Like she was scheduled to, um, to be the lead actress on this rom-com and she left, she left that job, which made people think even more that she was actually the girl and the, that they were talking about. But like, um, she was also like a makeup spokesperson. She basically lost all of her jobs. And so now she's suing these 12 netizens who wow. uh, who spoke badly of her for basically all of her potential earnings. It's really sad. So, like, yeah. So, Nathan, to, like, kind of go back, like, to bring it, like, Dang. do you think, like, Icon is going to suffer? Yeah, yeah. I could say this as, like, a Big Bang supporter myself. Um, you know, after hearing about Sungri, I was obviously like super upset. Personally, I, I'm still here for Big Bang, you know, for, um, yeah, like Sungri, I've I've always had my doubts about Sungri, but you know, (laughs) T.O.P., G.D., um, Daesung and Taeyong, like I'm still hoping for more from them. Like I'm, I'm still here for the four of them. And it's sad that like, like what Ashley's saying is like, yeah, they're going to be associated kind of like this stain on their reputation, even though it's not, not so much them. It's more so the company that they're with. Yeah. But I mean, I personally, as a supporter, I will still support big bang. So I could only imagine that maybe icon supporters will too. Fair yeah. Enough. Fair and enough. I'm like kind of an icon supporter, but I feel like, Icon is better off without him. 
because I don't want people in Icon that will just like ruin it for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that he's gone. And that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly how I feel about Sungri too. I'm glad that he's gone because I, you know, he was obviously not, well, I mean, we can't say because we're not him, but he was clearly dealing with other things than being in the band. Yeah. What makes me sad about Icon though is like B.I had so much potential like he's one of the main songwriters of icon he wrote a couple songs for other groups like he helped produce uh blackpink's whistle like he's a mm. he's a very he was featured on the he was featured on the most recent um lehigh track too the title yeah song. exactly yeah. and he's so young <laughs> he has a lot of potential and uh, it just sucks well, that like he got obviously in this mess that happened three years ago and it wasn't even like he like yes he broke the law because he did ls or allegedly did lsd and smoked weed with that girl who smoked weed with top i forget her name but like i get that that is illegal in korea but what was what's more terrible is that like yg covered it up and he just got caught he was just the person that got caught for YG covering up a drug scandal, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, we know that it's not these artists' fault, but, you know, I think we'll just, we won't know. We'll just have to wait it out and see. I think, um, I think Korean fandoms are pretty loyal to their people. And even, like Chrissy was saying, even if, even if one goes, I think they're still going to support their other peeps. Yeah. I feel the most sad yeah. for Hyuna and Idan over at P Nation yeah. because Sai mm. isn't even part of YG anymore. He created his own label and signed Hyuna and Idan after they got mm -hmm. caught up in their Cube mess, you know? Because Cube wouldn't let their them Their Cube date. mess. Mm -hmm. Their Cube yeah. mess, yeah. Their own, they the Cube dumpster <laughs> fire. They got caught up in that. And now they're just like, they've just moved over to a different label under a guy who's created another dumpster fire there. Like, they just can't get a break. <laughs> under a different Well, the problem is, is that all the scandals fire. that are coming up happened when Psy was still under YG, right? Yeah, but it's like he... Yes. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, even though it happened while he was under YG, like, there are people, because he is associated with YG and because he did these illegal things, they aren't going to support him going forward. And I think that's bad for Hyuna and Edon because they are under size label right now. So there might be, like, a residual, you know, like, salt towards, y towards Sai that is going on to Hyuna and Edon right now, even though they didn't do anything except love each other. <laughs> Why yeah. are all these people so sketchy? Well, Sai is being investigated as part of, like, the prostitution portion of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why this is... Because... So, so Sai is, is friends with this Malaysian billionaire named Joe Lowe. Like, he introduced him to YG. And believe this or not, Miranda Kerr is fucking involved in this and is being investigated too because 
she was involved with the Malaysian billionaire and he gave her an $8 million ring, $8 million USD. And then she had to give that up to the Fed because they were like, I don't know, involved on the down low. And like she was involved with the Malaysian uh, billionaire and he's like on the run too. He's like a fugitive. He can't go to Singapore or like America and Korea or something because he's he's got his own rap sheet and accusations like prostitution. So yeah, this is a, this is a shit show. Yeah, he the Malaysian businessman Hill Law. Uh, he is under prosecution for allegedly pocketing five trillion three hundred billion one, which is equivalent to like four point six billion dollars through a state operated investment business because he was he had ties with like the um the prime minister of oh Malaysia God, or something like that and they were doing shady things together. Dude, Leonardo DiCaprio testified wow. against him. Cause like for something else, like one of his other crimes, but like this isn't just this whole thing is not just contained to South Korea, you know? What I don't understand is like why these rich people I mean, I understand initially why YG wanted to diversify its assets because I mean what they're investigating right now all happened prior to Big Bang going to the military and all these like these things transpired because it was YG's effort to uh, diversify the company's assets because majority of the, the money going into that company or coming into that company was profits from Big Bang. Dang. And with Big Bang going into the military, like what were they going to do? So YG was diversifying. He yeah. reached out to um, Sai. Sai introduced him to the Malaysian businessman, and then like things just started snowballing. But what I don't understand is like these people, Sungri, YG, like they're already so rich, you know? Like, why do they need to get caught up in shady and illegal business practices? Well, I think it's the I think it's the greed factor, right? Yeah, I for think sure. once you have something, you've got to keep it going. You've got to keep it going, and like to a certain point, or yeah, they're like greed, it's going to take you everywhere. And thrill, yeah, mm-hmm. especially when like drugs are involved. Like, it's because I mean, chables are like involved in this too. Like, you know, those like conglomerate rich children like the second third generation ones like they're partying at burning sun they're bringing drugs with them like not just weed and like the minorly drugs they're bringing like hard drugs like ketamine and meth like Mm -hmm. that that shit like warps your mind and you're not all you're doing is like looking for your next party or your next high and like sangri is there to connect you with the right people (laughs) Yeah. That's how it gets out of control. Like, it's really yeah. sad. Money and drugs and sex. Um, yeah, a big part of this whole thing, though, is like the the chat room scandal. I think it's on Kakao Talk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so like the main chat room that everyone is talking about, because um, there's like a bunch of little chat rooms, too. But the main one is like of eight people. Um, it's Sungri, 
Jung Jun Young. Uh, he was of Make Us Entertainment, um, but they dropped him. Uh, Choi Jung Hoon, which is he's a former member of FT Island. It's like a rock band. Um, he's also right. accused of <laughs> drugging and raping a woman in America and of participating in a gang this is rape. terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is, yeah. yeah. He, Jung, he and Jung Jun Young um, participated in a gang rape. And I think they, <gasps> they were arrested already. Like, they're going to jail. I, I'm pretty sure they got, like, convicted of that. Um, Yu In Suk, he's the former CEO of Yuri Holdings. Uh, Mr. Kim, he's a former club merchandiser for Burning Sun, I believe. Mr. A, mm-hmm. who's actually Mr. Kwan. He's related to Girls Generation Yuri. I think that's her brother. And yeah. there's a yeah, there's Mr. B. He's unnamed former staff of YG. Then Mr. C, an unnamed friend of Jung Jun Young. And like this chat room was like full of the mocha pictures, which is a South Korean term that means spy cam. They like talked mm-hmm. about like sp- sexual exploits. Mm-hmm had a fake drug test, like I said earlier, and, like, full-on evidence of the chat members drugging and raping women. Like, they were very proud of that. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then Ugh. when Jung Jun Young was arrested and was, like, ordered... Or was when he was first being investigated, they, like, ordered him to, like, give over his phones. And he deleted... He, like, wiped his phone. So that's the whole yeah. tampering with evidence thing. I mean, it's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. What, what's, what's one thing that connects all of these um, cases together is the prostitu- prostitution. Like they all, uh, Psy, YG, and Sungri, they all have the same connect to, mm-hmm. to prostitutes. So there's this woman who they call um, Madam Jung, who's been Ooh. supplying prostitutes for people from YG yeah. since like 2014. Um, YG and Sai used her in 2014 to supply girls to the wealthy Malaysian businessman Joe Lo. Um, when mm-hmm. the, and then in um, 2015 and 2016 to Sungri and Jung Ju Young during their cacao talk conversations. And um, Bang Young Hyun, who's the lawyer that helped that girl report YG's cover-up to the Anti-Corruption and Civil Rights Commission, the girl who also, the same girl who smoked weed with Top, <laughs> that girl, she, uh, she said in an interview uh, that because Madam Jung was the one to provide girls, she seemed like some, or actually it was the lawyer who said this, uh, she seems like the one who exerted great influence. That's because if they spoke to Madame Jung, arrangements were always prepared. Isn't that wow. some shit? Yeah. She like would just have prostitutes wow. on deck and then they would text her like, yo, we're going to need some girls at the burning sun. And she's like, I got you. And would send girls there. Yeah. No questions asked. It's really bad. Mm. Yeah. It's dark. It's really dark. 
So another way that I found that they're all connected is in doing research about this. I didn't, so the T.O.P. scandal, T.O.P.'s uh, marijuana scandal happened in 2017, right? And that's already been done and dealt with. He got sentenced to um, a, susp- a suspended prison sentence for two years. It was 10 months in prison, but I think it, it he was did 10 months in prison. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of weird how they worded it because his sentence was 10 months in prison, suspended for two years. So then I looked into what that meant because my thing is like, oh, is he going to serve in the military? And once he's done serving, he's going to go and, you know, into prison for 10 months. I guess what it turns out is that he's going to serve those 10 months in actual jail and actual prison if he does anything to kind of violate whatever whatever agreement he's under so like, like a probation like think of it as parole probation oh, okay. exactly That's yeah what I was exactly say. probation parole kind of like that right so he's not actually going to well, at least, at least as far as we know, he's not actually going to go into jail, but that was his sentence. And obviously, when he first joined the military, he wanted to be a, um, a police officer. <laughs> he got that stripped down. So and then he became he was forced to become a public service worker. And so then you see people every now and then I think Dispatch um, recently rece- uh, released a video of him like taking the trash out because he's working for the senior facility. And he's been there ever since this all this happened. Right. Yeah. So that's been done and dealt with in 2017. Now we're dealing with the whole B- BI scandal, right, that he wanted to get these drugs. Mm hmm. In doing my research, I actually found that they came around the same exact time. So the B.I. case happened right before Top's case. What? So then um, in my research, I have a timeline right here. Wait, so uh, a quick question. How old are these people? So Top's like significantly older than B.I., right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's significantly older. Um, I want to say, cause, okay, I know GD is 88. 88 okay. I think top is the, he, top is for sure the eldest. In oh, Big he's the Bang. eldest. Wow. So I'm not, yeah, he's the eldest. Um, I don't know his age off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I'm not that great of a supporter, I guess. <laughs> um, it's like BI is like a child sorry. compared okay. to, compared to the Big Yeah, Bang he was born in 1996. Damn. Damn. Oh, poor B.I. He's too okay. young. He's too young <laughs> He's for 22. this. So here's... He's an adult. He, here's <laughs> the timeline. In April 26... Oh, sorry, April 2016, B.I. talks to Han So-Hee about buying drugs. Han So-Hee is that girl that you were talking about earlier, Ashley. Mm-hmm. And so then in May 2016, she delivers the drugs to B.I. at this time. Then she, then T.O.P. contacts her for the first time in October 8th of 2016. So T.O.P. scandal happened right in the same year as B.I. and after B.I.'s. And uh, from October 9th to 12th, 2016, T.O.P. uses drugs with Han Seo-hee three times during this period. And then it's reported that um, YG told her to head back to America to kind of cover up the whole scandal. 
Dang. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of interesting how the whole T.O.P. scandal came out into light. That's been done and dealt with. But we're dealing now with B.I. when that happened around the same time. Dang. So we're, we can kind of see how YG was like trying to cover it. And, you know, it came out in, in B.I. scandals that he was trying to cover his tracks for all this. Yeah. Stuff. This is yeah. this is me being a little uh, cynical slash just curious. So, do you think that like Bi and Top are like talking about these things with one another? Like, I'm sure. Like as like if as one colleagues, has a, a drug right? connect. Right, everybody yeah. knows. Yeah, like we would automatically assume that in I, like American I, culture, I, but I mean, I was like, oh, I wonder what you know. Yeah, I don't. I would assume um, Hanso he Middleman. to be the yeah. connect. Yeah, obviously. I mean, she's the one who delivered the drugs to all these people. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Top and, and Bi ever spoke to each other. They honestly probably did. Top know. knowing his knowing like old people was probably like, I need some drugs. Who do I talk to about this? somebody young and then they went to like the shadiest young dude and was like yo do you have a connect and he was like yeah this girl and that's probably what happened yeah <laughs> so one really sad thing that as i dove into this that i found is like while in the midst of um T.O.P.'s scandal coming to light, he actually overdosed <gasps> because he said, you know, it was reportedly so depressed. He was over, he he was found unconscious on after overdosing on prescribed tranquilizers. Oh no! <gasps> yeah, dang dude, that's so sad. So it's, that's really sad. It's crazy. And that it was in the middle of everything that was happening. Man. In the like, middle of his case or in the middle of, like, promos? Mm-hmm. Oh. No, in the middle of his case. Yeah. It was while he was already serving, he, he was doing his military mm. service. Wow. Wait, so he he overdosed on drugs while he was in the military? Mm-hmm. Dang. So... According to the art, and so I'm getting this information from Billboard. It reads, um, hold on, let me find the thing. The Big Bang rapper was brought to a hospital in Seoul on Tuesday when he was found unconscious after overdosing on prescribed tranquilizers while serving his mandatory military service as a policeman in Seoul. And this was published June 9th, 2017. Wow. And so that's what probably prompted them to be like, you're not a police officer anymore. You got to go to this convalescent home. Yeah, he had to do other service. I mean, I'm sure it's also has it, it. I'm sure it also has to do with the fact of his scandal, too. Um, let's see. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah. Mental health is no joke. Yeah. I don't know why they always yeah. try to... I think like, that incident was the start of, like, so the sad. mental health uh, mental health disaster, quite frankly, like, about 2017. 
we wouldn't, don't have to get into that in this podcast. Uh, yeah, oh, but no. th- don't get into that. Dang. But that yeah. those connections. But it was That's it was really in twenty it, it, it was in twenty seventeen. Yeah, when, when all of that happened. And yes, it was. You know what I think? I think that I think that yeah. every single company should give all of their artists like one week one day one two days one week just to like not do anything like have some r and r yeah don't do anything not even like you know how bts does those vacations but they're filmed like camera cameras off like yeah. let them yeah let them have their moment for like exactly just be them mental, yes, mental health, health days. just like you know nowadays yeah. we can take yeah. them from work I don't like know. hey i'm having a bad day some of my students say hey i'm having a bad day i'm skipping discussion section today i'm like go for it you know i think they should be allotted that same benefit yeah. of the doubt too mm-hmm. i i agree mostly but part of me is also like i know like they know what they signed up for that's true too stressful that's true too how stressful their life is going to be as an idol as a public figure like there needs there needs to be some sort of balance and i think that comes with like just being responsible but also having the company look out for their for their people and like care for them uh during that during that uh interview when yg was being asked about the amount of drugs that or the drug testing he does every two months all the netizens were saying like along with the testing they the company should also be educating their idols on like the effects of drugs and they should be watching their mental health so they don't resort to drug use right right which i agree oh i agree so it seems like in the midst of all of this drama um seems like the aftermath was that uh yg stepped down mm-hmm. is that correct yes and his brother too so yg stepped down and his his brother did too yeah. he, his brother was the ceo um, he also stepped so down his brother was a ceo so so what i'm uh interested in seeing and at least like just looking to the future of the company is um they now have like a t- the top the top the top of the top is now a woman which i think in I mean, in, in American culture, it's a little bit more common to have uh, women CEOs, which is a great thing, obviously. But I think in, in Korea, it's a lot more gendered out there and not a lot of women are at the top of companies. And it seems like so this new person, Hwang Bo Kyung, has been working at YG since 2001. Um, she was an executive director there for a while uh, previously, and now she's sitting at the top of the company and I'm... I'm really curious as to how the company is going to go in her leadership. Um, something, if I'm being a little bit more pessimistic, that I'm a little bit worried about is that she's going to be subject to a lot of sexism. Oh yeah. And if the company, if if the company, if the, if for example, if certain artists are not doing as well as they did pre scandal, pre drama. I think she's going to take a lot of flack for it, and it's not her fault. I think that she's going to take a lot of the aftermath of this. If there's going to be any unintended consequences, I think, unfortunately, it's going to fall in her lap. And I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that. 
And you know what I'm thinking of right now that you mentioned that is how like, okay, because I remember watching um, G Dragon's documentary on YouTube and he would legit call YG up on the phone. There was a scene in the documentary. He called him up, said, what do you think of my song? Like, you know, they have a very close relationship. So I'm wondering how how that's going to go now with um this new ceo right and i think like, obviously are they gonna yeah. have their freedom of sound the, d- the dynamics are gonna be totally that. different i think mm-hmm. so is that gonna affect the music are they gonna feel like they're able to make the music what was that her they want to right. so what was her role and how much she, she became yeah. ceo so i i have I have no idea, but she, when I looked her up just a little bit, it said that she had been an exec, quote unquote, executive director at the company before. And she had been working at the company since 2001, which is a hell of a long time. Hmm. So, I mean. So maybe they already know her and it's. Yeah. So we'll see. I just, I just fear that she's going to get a lot of the. After, she's gonna have a lot of cleaning to do and i don't mean that in a in, in the domestic sense i mean just a lot of there's there's a lot of baggage that she carries after all of this yeah um, what an inheritance and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm worried that she's gonna suffer from a lot of criticism that is 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 gendered i think i think if a man was gonna step up and do this i don't think if I if my projections are correct, I don't know if there's going to be as much criticism, but I think a lot of the attribution is going to fall mm. on her. Interesting. Well, let's hope. I hope not, but let's see. I mean, I mean, it is South Korea we're talking about. Yeah. South Korea is a lot more of a hierarchical, um, patriarchal society than a lot of Western countries, and I mean, the industry's still coming out of there. So we'll see. I don't know. So, do you guys think that YG is gonna stay at the top, given all of this is gonna ha- this has happened? No. I mean, they are top three, right? I think YG needs to clean house. I just need they. I think they, they need a totally new rebrand. <laughs> they need to start fresh, and so the public can trust them again. I just feel really sad for all of the all of the yeah. artists in the meantime while they're trying to rebrand because. What are we going to expect from them? We've been waiting for a Blackpink album for so long now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, think about Lehigh, right? She was in the middle of promoting her new song with with B.I. <laughs> and, then, and then all of this happens, <laughs> and she hasn't had a comeback for, like, what, three years? Ugh, like, poor girl. I feel so bad for her. Yeah. Um, she stopped promoting. So did she stop promoting because they didn't want Bi's name like in the in the public anymore? Sad fuel to the fire. Yeah, I think that they had another person, another male artist, step in to Dang. do to do his part. Damn. That's sad. Yeah, but I mean, so um, I think I think that they will. I think the fans are gonna a lot of the fans are gonna stay loyal to the artists i mean a lot of this is not the artist's fault and i think that it, rightfully so they don't deserve to suffer but i think that they are going to unfortunately have some unintended consequences of being suffering some reputation costs with all this and as they try to rebrand and as they try to rebuild i mean fan theory 
I don't know. I think YG is going to fall a little Fan bit. Theory incoming right it's now. Fall a little bit. Big Bang, Big Bang <laughs> is going to bring them back. They're oh my god! Big Bang as their All rebranding. Right. I think I think I see that happening. I, don't know about I mean, th- that. that is their biggest market for years. Yeah. And, you know, they're all going to be coming out of the military pretty fairly soon. I don't know how far apart Daesung and um, Taeyong or how long they have left. I know they're serving together, but I I mean, Big Bang has to rebrand too. They're only four members now, so maybe YG will use them as an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they leave YG and just go into a different company, <laughs> or they start their own. They start their own, own label. label. Yeah, GD. That's true. I mean, it's Jason. similar to how like Super Junior kind of does that. Yeah, mom. that's true. Yeah, I hope they just leave. I want everyone to bail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we all could agree that that was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, um that concludes um at least this podcast and uh, we hate to kind of end on a sour note but i mean you know we love this we love this sector but um it's sometimes good to kind of expose and reassess kind of like the dark sides of it right yes i mean it happens and um hopefully these not just yg these companies can kind of learn from the mistakes that others have made and hopefully it makes the industry a better place at the end of the day so in any case um thanks for listening um this has been idle talk don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter at idle talk pod again if you have any feedback for us feel free to send us a message at idle talk pod at gmail.com anyways we'll catch you next time have a good one bye bye